Welcome to Kingdom Minded Podcast with Ray Munoz. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Kingdom Minded Podcast. It's me, your host, Ray Munoz. How is everybody going, doing, going, doing this, uh, this week? Um, I hope you had a great week, weekend. Um, you know, things over here have, I guess I would say you got to weigh in the good to weigh out the bad. I don't know. It's been great. Uh, let's put it this way. Church has been great. Uh, family has been great. Work not so much. Work has been insane. Um, yeah, work's just been really crazy. Uh, a lot of responsibility have been thrown upon me. Um, I'm I'm a supervisor at my work, so you know that's just kind of a lot of the stuff is you know kind of reflects from ministry and stuff like that. But like you know when. Things happen, things go wrong. Guess what? Who has to clean it up? You do. Um, but I guess God knows what he's doing, so I'm just putting it in his hands. But um, yeah, work's been pretty crazy, and I'm, I'm actually not looking forward to this week, but I'm just praying that God gives me strength and gives me the wisdom. Um, so if you can, keep me in your prayers on that. I would definitely appreciate that, um, that I don't stress myself out. I tend to do that. It's not so much the situation. Um, sometimes I can get a little stressed out, just overwhelmed by the amount of responsibility that I want that I have because I want to do my best. And sometimes I feel like I can't do my best when I'm overwhelmed, but I know that God can give me the strength. So, you know, but church, man, let me tell you about church. Church has been great. Um, let's see. We'll kind of go back. Um, to let's start off with Saturday. Saturday we had outreach, um, you know, and we did outreach for our friends and family day that we had this Sunday. Um, that was a big push for this week. Um, we just finished kids revival and right after kids revival, we were doing our friends and family day. It is a day where we invite all of our friends and family, obviously. Um, but we do one service for that Sunday. So I'll get into that a little bit later, but we were inviting people out. So we went and did outreach and visited somewhere else. I tell you, I need to figure out a way to, um, I want to just figure out a way to have a list of people that I know. I already know who I need to visit, but like if I get new ones, I want to add them to my little roster thing. Um, I do have a method for that, but like, I need to put little things to like, where it's like first person, like, and then when I complete it, like I visit that person, I can hit next and it's going to bump me to the next person. So if someone's programming, that's perfect thing that we need for outreach. Um, so I went and visited, uh, sister Doris and she didn't answer her door. And I was like, man, that's odd. Maybe she's at the store. Maybe hopefully nothing happened, you know? But I realized like the next day that she was on vacation. She's out for two weeks. Um, she went to go visit some family. She told me that, but I just had forgot. So that's why I was saying like, if there is a way that I can, whenever it pops up, it says, hey, so-and-so is on vacation this week. Don't forget. <laughs> but I went and left something on her door and I was like, oh, you know. Um, but we did outreach and, you know, it was a great time. We visited a lot of people, um, saw a few people I haven't seen in a, in a while. 
Um, but it was a good time. You know, we had outreach getting ready for our friends and family day. Uh, we did a big push in the city of Redlands um, to try and get some people, new people, uh, coming to the church uh, from the local city. So once that was done, we had outreach. I uh, went home. Or actually, no, I didn't get home. We stayed at the church. And we went to a concert. I have not been to a concert in a long time. Um, so that was that was definitely different for me. But we drove all the way out to Palmdale. I don't know if you guys have ever been to Palmdale, California. That's way out there. I thought it was going to be just like a short drive like to L.A., but no, it was it was pretty long. It was all desert, too. Um, but we went out there to a concert. Uh, we had purchased these tickets, oh, man, I want to say months ago. And we had purchased these tickets to go to this concert, and I had totally forgot all about it because I didn't purchase them. I just gave someone the money when they purchased them. So it was on the back burner for me. Someone's like, are you ready for the concert next week? I was like, oh, that's next week. So I happened to, you know, didn't realize it until after, but you know, we went and, uh, we went to this concert. I'm trying to think of who was all there. Um, there's a lot of people that I don't really know. I know that's really bad. Um, it shows you, I guess it dates me, I would say. Um, and so there was this person named Austin French. Uh, he, he was pretty okay, you know? And there was uh, Tasha Cobbs, which I know who that is. And Mercy Me, of course, I know who Mercy Me is. Um, and so they, so we watched the, the concert. It was out in Antelope Valley, and it was super windy. Uh, but it was actually really nice because it's cooling down right now. Um, but I don't think it's going to last very long. It's going to probably spike up again. So we went to the concert. It was you know, outside, so it was in the sun. If you guys saw some of the pictures and videos that I posted this weekend, um, I, I was kind of sharing that with you guys. And I was like, okay, well, I saw the lineup, and I was like, okay, well, Tasha Cobbs, like, I've heard some stuff, and she sings a lot of ballads. So I'm like, maybe I might not really be into this. You know, I, I don't mind a ballad. I don't mind slow songs, slow worship songs. But it seemed like that was, like, the majority of her songs. And so I was like, eh, I don't know if I'm really going to be into this. And then I was like, I'll probably be more into Mercy Me. And, you know, I know a lot of their songs. So I'll, listen, you know, I'll probably be really into them. And the Austin French guy, I had no idea who that was. There was a lot of other people there, too. No idea who any of them were. I, I'm just... <laughs> Like I said, I'm dating myself. So we get through the whole concert. Tasha Cobbs gets up. She really tore it up. And I think it was more because I felt comfortable with it because it was like church. Um, all the other ones were just kind of putting on the concert thing. And, you know, it, it was fine. It, it was okay. But Tasha Cobbs got up there and she kind of let it like it was a church service. So I kind of enjoyed that. I, I Well, let me say, I didn't kind of enjoy it. I really enjoyed her set for the concert. Um, wish it would have went a little longer, but she did a lot of great songs. Um, I don't know any of the name of the song. I'm sorry. Uh, he knows my name is one of them. She did that one. And I, I really, I like, okay, let me put it this way. I think the song is good, but I've heard a different version of that song where they only sing the bridge. And I think the bridge is the best part of that song. So if you guys are looking for it, it's by Bethel, and it's, it's that same song, He Knows My Name, um, but it's just the bridge, and I think the bridge is the most powerful part of the song. 
So um, she sang that, and then it was awesome. And then Mercy Me came up, and I was not as impressed with Mercy Me. It was pretty good, but they felt so disconnected compared to Tasha Cobb's set because she was like leading us in worship as opposed to just singing songs. So I thought Mercy Me set was okay. We actually left a little early. We left in the middle of it um, because I was like, yeah, you know, this wasn't you know as good as I thought it was going to be with them. But Tasha Cobbs was the one for the night. So we did that. Um, and then we had a good time on Saturday, just kind of just enjoying uh, the evening and just, you know, man, it was just nice to just relax. So Sunday morning hits, friends and family day, we're getting ready. And then I told all of our staff, because all the kids were sitting inside the sanctuary today uh, with the rest of the church. And so I told my staff, I said, hey, you know, we don't have to be there super early this morning. If you can just get to the church by 940, that way we can get everybody sitting ready for when the kids come. Um, we sit with the kids in a specific area. And so I let everybody know, just be here at 940, you know, and get to sleep in a little bit. And then I was thinking in my head, man, this would be so awesome. I get to sleep until at least almost nine. And, and then I thought, oh, no, I have to ride on the bus and we have to be at the church by nine. So I, you know, that I didn't get that luxury, but hey, you know, it's okay. I got to sleep until eight. So that's nice. Usually I'm up by seven or six thirty. So it was a it was a difference in the in the sleep. So well we got down to the church, everything was kind of somewhat set up, and then I heard somebody had told me that somebody broke into one of the buses. So I had to, it happened to be my bus. So I went and checked out um, the bus, make sure nothing was missing. The doors were open. Uh, they said the gas cap was off and it's just crazy, man. People will go over to our church and just park in the parking lot. Decide that they want to start stealing stuff. But, and especially cause the thing was, is we had all the tables, the tents, and then the jumpers out there for the friends and family day. And there was people sitting there at the church because we had the, the young men sleep at the church so they could watch this stuff. And people were still showing up and trying to break in. Um, they went in up to a car that was sitting there and they think it was the person, but there was nobody. She was just sitting there. It was a lady sitting in her car and then they had no one else, but then they heard noise. So I don't know. But thank God nobody stole any gas. They didn't steal um, anything from the bus. Um so thank God and no one broke anything on the buses because then that would have delayed our rides and all sorts of stuff. So we get everything set and you know get there in the morning, reserve all the all the seats for the kids and put the signs up for the reserve section because you got to be we have to put that up so that way people don't take the seats. Um, the ushers help us out, but with the reserve signs helps us out a lot more. So we get ready and then I jump on the bus and we're going and we were supposed to have a lot of new people or not just new people. I even had people that haven't been riding my bus for almost a year call me and said they wanted to go. Um, they didn't unfortunately go, but that's okay. But I got my friend Hank uh, back on the bus with us. He's uh, our 70 year old gentleman. That is my first elder on my bus. Uh, well, I should say my second elder. The other two ladies, they are my other elders that ride on the bus. But he is, uh, so he's my third elder that I've gotten on my bus. And so I was so excited that he was back and all the kids were walking to me back. He had back surgery um, and he has not been able to get out of bed. Um, he has arthritis and um, what is it? Asthma. 
and he sometimes can be just have a slew of health problems. So I'm so glad that he was able to go to church today. He was excited to be back in the house of God, but he was excited to be on the bus and everybody was excited. And man, we just picked up tons. I think we had 25 people on our bus this morning. Um, if you guys saw the video, I was sitting on the floor because there was no more seats. And we were like doubling up on some of the seats. So it was just a packed bus, but we were excited that everybody showed up. Uh, we get to the church, all the kids were excited. They brought all their clothes to get wet after church. And so we just had a great time in service. Service was awesome. Uh, you know, and I was laughing because I, I remember what someone said, you know, when you have that many kids and especially a lot of new ones, um, you tend to have more behavioral problems. And definitely we had that today. Uh, but I told somebody today, I said, because somebody told me this and I, and I like this saying, you know, you pray for rain, you pray for the rain, but then you got to deal with the mud. And sometimes that's just what happens. And, you know, today we had a little bit of mud, I had to do a lot of moving around. I was playing, felt like I was playing checkers with the kids, moving them from here to there just so that they would behave. Uh, but it was still a great service. You know, people were getting touched. We had a lot of guests at the church. So they were all up in the altars. Um, and then we went out and we had all the kids' foods all set up. Uh, we did sandwiches today at the church. So all the kids got their own sandwich bags and they got, you know, all the food and stuff with it. And they were eating and then they just went and changed. And the kids were going on, you know, water slides that we had. We had two water slides in a jump house. Uh, we had music going on outside. We had tons of food for everybody. And it was just a good time to everybody just fellowshiped and, all the guests and everybody can kind of feel, you know, connected to the church. It was really funny. So we get out there and I brought a change of clothes. So I change into my clothes that I know for somehow, for some reason, I'm going to get wet that day, but I wasn't sure exactly to what extent I wanted to get wet. So I had to go up because I noticed that one of the slides didn't have a hose at the top of it. So I had to climb up this water slide. Might I add you? This is like, this thing is huge. And so I'm walking up and like, Jesus, don't let me slip. Don't let me slip. But I have my water shoes on. So I, it was, the grip's really good on them. So I'm going up there and I get to the top and I'm trying like this thing. I'm like thinking this thing's going to tilt over and I'm going to fly, go flying off this thing. Um, so I'm up there trying to put this hose through these little rings that they have on the thing. And as I'm doing it, I'm just having a hard time with it. And then uh, brother Aaron who was there and he was like walking up and he goes do you need some help i go yeah if you can i'm thinking how is he gonna help me and he just like steps up on the water slide while there's water in the big pool part he's walking up in his dress clothes like church shoes and tie and you name it and he's going all right Earl, hold on and i'm like oh my goodness he's gonna slip because i almost slipped with just my water shoes on and so then he gets up there and we, we get it all situated. We get the water hose set up and we're good to go. And he climbs right back down. But I was like, man, shout out to brother Aaron for going up there in your dress clothes and just getting it done. Um, so once I was up there and I was like, man, I got to get down. And I was like, I don't want to slide down and have to go in that big pool. Cause you know, obviously that's how these things work. So I was like, well, maybe I'll climb down. I was like, no, but if I climb down, I'm going to slip and trip and fall. So I just went down the slide part and I was like, well, there's only one way down. And I was soaked. My pants were all soaked. Uh, my shirt and everything was all soaked. And I was just walking around and everybody was, all the adults were like, oh, you went down. I was like, yeah, not by choice, but 
Um, so we were just getting everything ready, you know, getting everything set up for everybody. We had a good time. Um, you know, there was tons of people. All the kids had fun. All the kids behaved themselves afterwards. Um, you know, it was just a really great time. We only had one service tonight, so that was a little bit different. Um, but, you know, it's just because the event would go later. So that way we made sure that, you know, we just had one service and then it was easier for us to have everybody stay and not have to worry about being going home and changing because a lot of people live some people from our church live far further away than most so they'd have to go half an hour home just to change and then come back so we just had one service just made it a little bit easier for everybody but it was nice um you know it was just a good time and then everybody on the bus was ready to go and they were excited and they had fun um you know they were just living their best lives i'll tell you that I uh, see so kids with popsicles, kids with sandwiches, and they were just walking around just having a good time. And this is definitely a part of the year that the kids really look forward to. We had uh, 89 kids at the church today. Um, I'm not sure how many adults we had, but we had 89 kids total at the church. So that was an awesome victory for us. Um, and we're just excited just for what God's doing. And I'm trying to think. So, and that was it. And then we had the night off. So we went and got ramen tonight. Um, and then we went and got uh, to this bakery right down the street from the ramen place in the city of Rosemead, if you guys are wondering. Um, this bakery is called Oh My Pan, which I think it's a play on words. And I'm not sure what Oh My Pan means in any other language, but I think I have a feeling that's what it is. But we went there, and we if you guys saw that, it was called Volcano Toast, which is just, it really was just big, thick pieces of toast with vanilla ice cream and strawberries on it, kind of like a strawberry shortcake. Um, it's quite delicious, guys, quite delicious. But, you know, all aside from that, it, it was a great Sunday. You know, I, I think we had, you know, we had a record number on the bus today. I had uh, 89 kids. Not our record number for kids, but, you know, it was definitely... I think the most kids that we've ever had on that day was 120 kids on on a friends and family day. That's usually our biggest number for kids. I think it almost even surpasses Easter. Easter will usually hit somewhere around 70 to 80 kids um, for Easter, sometimes 90, just depending on, you know. But we definitely hit a great number, our biggest number for the year. I can definitely say that. And then you know we haven't hit the 120 again but hey we had 25 on the bus this morning um you know great time and a lot of just guests were here and i even had some first time people on my bus so it was just a great time great sunday all around uh great weekend i would even say i'm excited for you know this next coming week um i think things will slow down a little bit for at least a couple weeks uh so that will be really nice and oh, if you guys have not seen from people um, posting around, Commit Conference is coming up in January. And Selena and I have decided that we are going this year, no matter what. Last year, we were getting ready to go. We didn't purchase our tickets right away because our plane tickets, because we weren't sure if we were able going to be able to go just with the hotel situation and rental car. But this year, we said, hey, no matter what, we're going this year. So we have planned um, and set aside that we are going to go to Commit Conference over in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. If you guys have not seen it, definitely uh, look into it. 
If you're into anything kingdom building, this is definitely the place to go. It is a hands-on conference. That is the that is the thing I love the most about this is that it's so hands-on and, you know, you learn like for me, I learn I learn the best with hands-on. So, um, we decided that we're going to go and we're not going to let anything stop us this year cuz it's definitely a blessing to us. Um, we get so fired up from it because you're in the midst with this church that believes in soul winning and bus ministry. So um, definitely just excited about it. But that's all I gotta, that's all I gotta, that's all I have really for the recap for this weekend. But I just wanted to share that with you, let you know we had a great time this weekend. Uh, a lot of work, you know, and it's going to take a lot more work this coming Saturday to make sure I get everybody back because that's my goal. I want to try and have another record breaking number for this Sunday, not just um, our event Sunday that we have, but I want, I want this to be a regular thing. I want to have enough kids to where the point where I have to run two buses in my area and Lord willing that it's going to happen. So we're just excited, but I want to just keep these kids coming back. So we had a, you know, it's going to be, a great week i'm excited about it i hope you guys are having a great week um i got a heavy 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 hitting episode coming up i i don't want to say when it's going to come out um lord willing within the next week but i just wanted to keep you guys posted on it i'm going to be posting on instagram some questionnaires so if you guys have questions i, I already did one this last week it's the topic is going to be conflicts within your ministry how to solve them, how to how to how to notice them, and how to prepare for them, and even how to fix them. Um, I, I'm not going to tell you who my guest is right away, but let me tell you, it's one of my favorite people in the entire world, and somebody that I feel um, is, you know, has a slew of just wisdom, especially on this topic and just anything on topic really. But guys, it's going to be a heavy hitting episode, so I'm really excited about it. Um, like I said, hopefully within the next week, but I'm not going to make any promises just in case scheduling doesn't quite work out the way it will. But Lord willing, everything's looking good right now. Um, but I'm really excited about today's episode. Um, it's a reoccurring guest today. Um, so it's somebody who has been on the on the podcast before. But I feel that, you know, sometimes I just like people to come back because they were just good, really good. So without further ado, guys, I'm going to stop rambling here, but I'm excited for this next guest. So here we go. All right, everybody. I'm here with my guest today, Jonathan Pierce. He's back. He's back, back. in the house. Uh, so we want to talk about, first of all, I want to, I want to talk about something serious, bro. I want to talk about this taco ministry that I'm starting here. We can get into that. And yeah. you are the third person that I have won to this taco ministry here. <laughs> and um, Converted. Tell me what you think about these tacos. Man, they're glorious. The, I just... Righteous tacos. I, you know, I took Brother Uzzle there. You know, it was a must-have. I said, you know, we, got, we, get, we drive like a half an hour for these tacos. Mm -hmm. And... I, I took Brother Ozzel there, and I said, man, these are going to be the best tacos you've had. Trust me. He's like, all right, bro, I'll try them out. I'll try them out. And he was converted right then and there. Took Travis out there same night. Yeah. I told him he's never been there either. He's local to the area, so I would imagine he would have heard of them. But he said, no, converted that night. Boom. 
Well, he's a convert because he's the one that spread the gospel. He spread the tacos. <laughs> he went and grabbed his family and said, come with me. I need to show you a man. <laughs> I know a man. I know a man. So you had these tacos. What do you think? It's awesome, man. I would drive another hour. Yeah. Thankfully, it's only 25 minutes. Yeah. It's really, if you're in the local area, Tacos El Rancho in the city of Norco, where the streets are red, white, and blue. That's right. And you get off on 2nd Street. And over there, right next to the Burger King, there's a little taco place that's open until about 3 in the morning. So if you ever get out of an, a late night service out in that area, you can go there. Hit them up. You and they're ready to go. It. Dollar, dollar what? Dollar 55. Dollar 55 tacos. The, now let me say this. Their burritos are okay. I'm not a big fan of them. Um, but their carne asada tacos, carnita tacos, and then their quesadillas are where it's at. It's all fabulous. Yeah. Beautiful. Salsa. What do you think of that salsa? It's pretty hot. Man. It, it's been on fire lately. Somebody, somebody, <laughs> some, one of those guys back there making it has been really angry lately. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Yeah, they're cooking with chili. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my mom always had this um, saying that when the chili is really hot, she's like, oh, you must be mad at somebody. It was like an old, an old saying that they would yeah, say. They when, were upset last night. That's yeah. Sure. When, the, when the chili's hot, someone's upset. Um, but man, thanks for coming back. Yeah. Um, so what's been going on at Second Chance Church, man? Man, actually, uh, a lot has been going on since we were here the last time um, talking. Um, we have finished our sanctuary of a new building. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we're actually moving to the basement, and I am super ecstatic about that. Mm-hmm. Um, for one reason, because that's where Sunday school is going to be. Yeah. That's our big Sunday school room. We'll finally get one um, where we don't have to share anymore, uh, pretty much. <laughs> uh, it'll still be kind of a, a dual-purpose type room, but yeah. for all intents and purposes, my decorations don't have to come down. Um, all that prep hard work doesn't have to be stored in a hot, stinky garage. Yeah. Um, but uh, what's really cool is we actually made a makeshift room down there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we posted on Instagram. Uh, second chance kid church kid zone um but it we had our first service sunday and it was amazing we had kids that were not really participant in other weeks since we were outside again mm-hmm. and they were just astounded i mean they were just really involved in sunday school wow. so now the planning still continues but it's at a higher level for us because these kids are like what do i want to do what can i do in sunday school yeah. so it's really interesting that's pretty big for us yeah. a big change i saw i saw it sunday on on the ig stories and i was like yeah. man as soon as i saw that i was showing everybody i was like they got a room they got a room yeah. so we're so excited that you guys have finally have a space yeah. you know you're not outside in the elements you know the last couple of weeks has been hot too um, but I'm excited that you guys have your own space and, you know, this is yours now and it's no longer, you know, even like I'm almost envious in a way because you don't have to take anything down. We're, we're recording right now in the room that we have kids church and there's nothing in this room. I can see that, you know, there's no lights, there's no nothing, but you know, we work with what we got. That's right. Um, but I saw you guys even had lights in the room and yeah, stuff like that. So that was somewhere. awesome put up some lights and a little light bar. We kind of mm-hmm. stuck it up there and made it look really interesting and cool. And the kids love it. It's very basic, but it's, yeah, it's kids. Hey, it's, it's, kids your, it's your room. Yeah. 
And so if any of you guys have ever had this issue, this is this is the episode for you. Um, we're going to talk about Sunday school in a small in a small space or Sunday. I think I want to kind of call this Sunday school on the go. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, that's a <laughs> it's good kind one. of a right. you know it fits the the topic very well. Um, but before we get into that, uh, what else is going on at Second Chance? I see you guys are getting a lot of kids on your bus routes now. Yeah, we we hit up another um, uh, mobile home park, mm-hmm. and we've had some kids come from there. And a, a recent or previous family, uh, mother single mother of children used to come to our church. Uh, we reached back out to them, and their kids were coming, and so we felt just the need to go to that park. And Brother Travis, you know, mentioned having outreach in that uh, mobile home park. So we went there, and uh, we've had two, three bus loads, uh, well, van loads. We have a 15-passenger van, um, two to three van loads every Sunday. And wow, you know, the last two weeks was just, you know, even Sunday school had to start late because the bus wasn't back. And mm-hmm. It was a good problem to have, you know, yeah. just being fluid with it. It's nice when you got to reevaluate um, your route times. <laughs> you know, yeah, it just, to me, it was, it was, it was a great thing. I, yeah. was, I was excited to have, to wait for the van to show up because mm-hmm. it was on its third route. Wow, you know, That's and awesome. so we're pushing to get another van. Uh, we got the okay to get another van, so mm-hmm. we're pushing to get another one. I know. Me and Travis are out of Van War right now. We're both we're out of Van War. We're hovering. We're hovering <laughs> over Craigslist because obviously we live we live in the same area, and yeah, I'm trying we're to within uh, 17 I'm, miles of each other. Yeah, and I'm trying to find another. I'm trying to find another van for the church, um, for our next level program that we have. Um, just that way, because we have a van already, but that picks up um, our Spanish ministry. So I can't take the van from them, yeah. and I don't have enough kids for a bus route, that and that you have to have a driver. So yeah. uh, right now we're just picking them up in a couple cars, but it's working. You know, yeah. we're making it work. But I told them, yeah, I said, like, hey man, if I see something, I'm gonna swoop it for me. Van wars, <laughs> I like this. Yeah, that's a good problem to have <laughs> between two problem. cities. That's right. Is we're fighting, trying to find a van for our church. <laughs> it's worth it, man. Hey, but I'm I'm excited for what's going on at your guys' church, man. Um, there's so much stuff that I know all the hard work that you guys put in, um, your family, Travis, and all of your guys' team, that you guys are hitting the pavement, man. You guys are really just pushing for, for revival. And that's, I'm so excited for you guys. And I know in our line of work, we probably don't get the recognition that we would like to get, but, you know, we don't do it for that reason. Sure. Trip. But I'm I'm excited for you guys. Yeah, so we're if, excited. Um, you know, all of our team is excited for you guys. You know, we, we rejoice when you guys are getting. You know, I was telling everybody they had 16 on their bus on their van, and so everybody's <laughs> all excited for you guys here. So um, just know you guys you guys have a church here that's just praying for you. Um, we're just we're excited to see what God's going to do in we the next couple of months. It, it's it's neat seeing growth. You know, and glean from so many churches over the years that we've been there, uh, pushing and striving for Sunday school mm-hmm. and the bus routes and having a bus team ministry. You know, just it's neat to start seeing it just live a life of its own, yeah, and start expanding to where you're reaching out now for help. It's like, yeah, where's everybody at now? Yeah, you know, all and hands It's a good problem to have. We, yeah, we're we're excited too. Oh man, I'm excited. Um, just God's doing great things in our area. Yes, He is. He's doing great things within everybody's church, and just it's so it's cool that we're we're able to connect with each other and just say, "Hey, you got it." Travis always sends me, will send me something, be like, "Hey, man, uh, bus got 
you know, broken into this week or, you know, um, hey, I'm picking up, you guys are getting shirts, yeah, you know, for, for your outreach and stuff like that. So that's all exciting. All marketing stuff. material. Some of it showed up today. Yeah. The rest of it will be our magnets will be on our I even saw the sign go on the new building. Yes. You know, the new, the new, um, the new sign that went on the building. So finally our bus will have a magnet that says, that has, tells exactly what it's for. <laughs> it's just not, <laughs> not the, it's not, just the, not the true blue bomb wagon going down the Kaiba Boulevard. It's not the Creeper Mobile yeah, anymore. It's not the Creeper Mobile. <laughs> Look a little bit more official. <laughs> no, I totally get it, man. We've been there, trust me. <laughs> you know, buses showing up, they don't have a name on them, nobody knows what's going on, That's you know. Right. You think you open up the door and start selling some corn out of it or something, you, you know. No but idea. Yeah. No idea, but it could be ice cream actually. It could be or tacos. <laughs> um so today, like I said, we're gonna talk about Sunday school on the go. Um, we both have this problem. Well, not so much anymore. Thank God. Thank God. Um, but you know, we both have kids church services that we have or Sunday school classes, um, where we have to set up and tear down yeah. every, week. every week, never fails. Um, and then the space that you have to put all the stuff that you want to use you're using a garage still goes in the garage you know we're using a storage bin that we have luckily we we just you know that storage bin we have actually in the back of the church has not been there that long maybe been there maybe about two maybe two years wow. not very long so everything before had to be torn down and set back up and had to be able to be stored away neatly and not just thrown anywhere um it's the it's the pains yeah. as, as far as growing in it, you know, but you can't have anything super valuable always mm-hmm. set up because it, you know, you can't store it somewhere. Right. You can't have heavy stuff in there because where are you going to put it? Yeah. Um, and I know you did a session um, at one of our uh, workshop. I think it was a couple years ago. Yeah. On this very, very exact subject that we're talking about. Um, so, Go ahead and share like your thoughts on this or you know um, so i think the big the bottom line here is i'm going to kind of throw a teaser out there but it's listening to the beginning of this um but the the big idea is we both have had this relationship with our church ministries where we are a dual purpose room mm-hmm. but it's not that we're just in a small space and we have small Sunday school that if that's not the idea the idea is we may have a lot of kids and a lot going on right in Sunday school so the bottom line is you can have small you can have big church in a small space mm-hmm. but I don't have a small mindset oh yeah so when I was asked to do take over children's ministry in our church we had a conference room that was more like a, I think it sat, to be honest with you, maybe 10 kids, mm-hmm. the rest were standing. Wow. And the way we do action songs, that wasn't big enough, mm-hmm. but we still did it. And so the idea was, we have a small space, we're gonna make this feel huge to them and make them forget about their environment. Mm-hmm. So pulling away from the small idea or a small mindset, man, I got this small room. Um, you know, how am I gonna have big kids church in a small room? Yeah. And it is depressing, to be honest with you. I was there. And 
we just had to make that room totally theirs for that moment. And that's the only time we had with them. So, um, and I think not, if this isn't just for a small church, mm-hmm. because obviously you guys don't have a small church. We don't have a very small church. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I was there, I think we had 27 people and now we're running right up into the hundreds. Yeah. You know, so it just, most churches have this issue. Yeah. There's always usually this dual purpose where um, I can even think where I came from, from in the lighthouse. A lot of their school rooms are used, or their school rooms are also their Sunday school rooms. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Lighthouse Christian Academy also doubles as, you know, in the lighthouse Sunday school. Yeah, yeah. So the same is in big churches, little churches. So the idea is to put your room or, or create the environment in your room that allows these kids to breathe um, the energy that they have stored in them and not feel like, man, I am in a small space. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that begins with us leaders. Yeah. You know, if we go in with, well, I'm just going to teach a small lesson. Let's get out of here quickly. Let's do what we can. Your 10 kids will always be 10 kids and they're going to feel like, you know, this is the only space we'll ever have. And that's the only space you will ever have because your Sunday school ain't going to grow. Yeah. yeah. And I would consistently tell um, children's ministry leaders, I tell my leaders all the time, think big, think ginormous, think huge. And the reason for that is um, there, was a, there was a story, and I don't remember the lady's name or anything, but she, I, I, I've given this several times to our leaders, and that is, this young girl was to be a, um, a, a she was going for pageants. Mm-hmm. And her parents always had this huge idea that she would be Miss America. She's a little girl, you know, but they started planning and getting in her mind, you're gonna be huge, you're gonna be Miss America someday. And they got good advice and over periods of years, she moved up through the ranks. And right before she was gonna be Miss America, her, her agent told her, her parents, you need to buy these videos and she needs to watch every one from start to finish. Mm-hmm. And there's 500 of them, so they've invested all this money. And when she was crowned Miss America, they asked her, how do you feel? And she said, comfortable. Wow. And they said, why? She said, because I've walked this platform 500 times. Hmm. I thought huge, and I've already done this. I've already been there. So thinking big is most of the battle of having small, uh, having Sunday school in small spaces. Mm-hmm or having Sunday school in a, in a multi-dimensional place. You know, that's that's really the bottom line of where I always go, is just let's just think big and let's get out there and do what we can. Yeah. Um, I really like that, like you're saying, like think bigger. You're not being comfortable with where you're at. Um, I can think of so many times that we've, you know, when I, when I first took over the kids' church here, you know, things were real plain. Things were real basic, you know. Um, it's not a slide to anybody that did it before me. Um, it's just where we were. Um, but I started thinking, well, what if we had this? What if we did this? Right. Like simple things like, what if we turned off all the lights in the back of the room and just left the lights on in the front of the room? What if that drove the attention towards the front? Yeah. You know, what if we change the seating arrangement for this theme? 
you know, sure. or what if we started decorating with this, you know, um, we start picking up little things that would be, you know, like, hey, I know we can't build something big like right. we do for kids revival. Um, but what if we use cardboard and we could fold it and yeah. put it, stash it somewhere where either no one saw it or no one cared about it because it was so small. Um, things like that, you know, just like getting out of that area of thinking, well, we're limited on this. Yes, we are physically limited, but we're not right. limited on the ideas that we can try and yeah. do, you know. You have to think creative. Um, one of the things that, like my mother-in-law, she's part of our team, super creative. And um, if you've seen the kid zone on the back of our new room, mm -hmm. she said, what do I want? I said, just think creative. Just think where these kids, this jumps out at them. Mm -hmm. And she comes in and puts it up on the wall. And I said, I love it. Yeah. I had no part in other than telling her, be creative. Yeah. And because it jumps out of them, they feel like that right there is center stage. We want to pay attention to that. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't want to pay attention to anything or else around us. Yeah. We want to pay attention to the front. That's where it's happening. Mm -hmm. And the same thing with your, your uh, idea of turning off the lights, bringing them to the front. Mm -hmm. It just brings that focus in to where their focus is off of the building off of their surroundings and they're focused on what's happening yeah that's why like we got the window covers going on the, in this room because mm -hmm. i got tired of kids paying attention to the sister so-and-so that's trying to lug you know this week's fundraiser around the from the kitchen that's behind us you know so i was like you know what there's a way it has to be a way we can just black out this room yep. make it dark yep. and then that way i don't have anybody looking outside knowing what time it is um, knowing what they're doing, you know, yeah. everything's just like we're confined in this room and everybody's attention is where it needs to be. Um, but like it all just came out of just needs. I need kids to stop looking outside. I need, yeah, you know, I, I need, agree. And so like those ideas, those things that we have either created or built are all because of we came out of a need. And I will tell you, just the distraction issue, we were outside for years. Oh, and then yeah. we, well, as we transitioned to our new building, we we're mm -hmm. back outside. And from one week to the other, I will tell you the distraction level went from a 10 to a 1. Oh, wow. I mean, it was huge. Yeah. It was, there was one voice or maybe two voices happening mm -hmm. instead of, oh, here's the newest baby in, in the church walking down the you know, <laughs> sidewalk. And yeah. let's go say hi to him. It's, it was just like, oh, this is so fresh. Random guy walking across the street. Yeah. And you know the time we have with him, and you're trying to hit that point. You're trying to yeah. hit that crucial moment, that punchline. And mm -hmm. all of a sudden it's like, well, you know, so-and-so just walked in. And yeah. So, yeah, that, if you can do anything about your Sunday school, make sure it, it is zoned to where they see the front and nobody else yeah. is interfering with their attention span because it's short already yeah yeah i mean even like what you guys had you guys had easy ups right For yeah easy up tents. So even with those i mean yeah you're outside but if you can find little curtains 20 by 20 we had three 20 by 20s yeah Let, let's say if it's a decent weather day you yeah. probably would be able to do this on the summer because it would it would stink but like grab just some sheets and wrap them around there so they're yeah, not we did seen, have sides you know like that to keep yeah. them from going i mean you can't help the guy with the motorcycle going by but you know yeah. although i will give a, a word of admonishment if you do have tents make sure you have anchors mm. because ours flew away <laughs> and so when we moved to this new building uh, they weren't very usable ah. <laughs> so you know yes you need to uh, have anchors if you buy tents yeah and they work we had a good time yeah 
But um, what was your next point? I think so. I kind of want to go more on leadership preparation mm -hmm. because it's not really on the kids. No, yeah. You know, obviously you're going to have distraction. You're going to have you know things that happen if you have a room that has windows and such. But mm -hmm. it really comes down to the leadership. And I always tell my leaders, you are all leaders. You're just mm -hmm. not a teacher. You're just not the person that helps me with you know, the games or the songs or the decorations, you're all leaders. You're all helping me participate in this. Yeah. Let's all prepare as leaders because there's been Sundays I'm not available. I'm pulled away to teach or play music. I'm in music practice, whatever. So it's easy to pull away because they're all leaders. Mm -hmm. And to do that, I always push for having them read leadership material. Um, and I wish there was more apostolic um, writers like Thomas Rome. And those and the likes of him, but leadership, you know, you can read from James Dobson or Jim Weidman, and they all have great books. Uh, there's a, one of the books is called Kids Ministry on Purpose. It's just fabulous. Or um, Kids Ministry when you're not in charge. It mm. just it's great because you're getting a different point of view, maybe not from a apostolic. But you're getting a point of view that this is leadership in general. Mm -hmm. And that's huge. You come into a room and you know, hey, I read about this. Your, your input is huge in, in, a, in, a, in a small structure of Sunday school. Because yeah. um, not all of us have, you know, 10, 15, 20 people that can help mm -hmm. participate in school, right? Yeah. Or Sunday school. So that's my, that's my other thing is if you're going to, if you have a small space, you have a few workers, a few leaders that are helping you. Make them feel like they are a part of leadership as much as you are. Oh, yeah. You're just not the big cheese. Oh. Um, I read as much as I can. I read everything. I was given a book just recently about tea. From mm -hmm. past, my pastor was given a book giveaway. I'm telling you, it was the most fabulous book I've ever read. It's very fun. It's funny. It's, mm -hmm. it's about leadership, about business and, and, uh, and improvement in business. Yeah. So it's, it's the... It's the benefit you're going to get from the reading. Mm -hmm. um, my pastor is a huge advocate of reading. Yeah. If you've ever seen his library, you will know. Um, I've read where leaders, just business leaders, um, anywhere from politics to you know doctors, and they read mm -hmm. consistently. Yeah. Uh, one of the doctors I work for, he reads and writes. All the time he told me this week he has five research papers he's writing and these are anywhere from seven to 20 pages long it's just he's consistently consuming information because it's helping him build his leadership style yeah and I always I always advocate for this because without us you know like this getting together this is what this podcast is for you know getting together so that we can talk about the things we struggle with or we've overcome and um, when you have Sunday school in a small space, mm -hmm. you have to have the biggest mindset. And the only way you get out of that or get into that mindset is getting out of your small yeah. mentality to get into someone else's mind, right? Mm -hmm. And that comes from reading, listening. Oh, yeah. um, and one person asked me, isn't there a saturation level? Well, there is. Only when you're not applying what you've been reading. Mm -hmm. If you're just consuming and you're not you know, giving away the knowledge you're getting or applying the knowledge you're getting, mm -hmm. then your preparation will come or your your saturation will come to a level where it's just like I'm tired of listening. 
Yeah. I, I think that's huge because my pastor is the same way. He's a reader. That guy mm-hmm. reads all the time. Um, so he's always throwing books at me and saying, hey, hey, I want you to read this book this week and you know, tell me what you think. And, um, you know, I've read, um, you know, one, one of my favorite books to read is How to Win Friends and Influence People by yeah, Dale Carnegie. That's, that's probably, I think that's an essential book for every Absolutely. leader. Um, it really has helped me. Um, the Dynamics of Team Building is another book that I've read. Yeah. Um, John Maxwell, a lot of John Maxwell books. Yeah. Um, Those are all good. Some, you know, they all kind of reiterate the same, the same topics on them, but um, you know, but they're good books that mm-hmm. I think that like, if you're a leader, it should be something that you're you're going in that direction or just like you said, you're absorbing all of this stuff, and now I can just give it out to Absolutely. the people that I'm. You know, and so that's part of like a lot of those books that I've read have helped my ministry and helped me as a leader. And like you said, I make a requirement for everybody in my ministry to make sure that they have taught one Sunday out of the year. That's great. They have to. I like that idea. Because in the event that I'm out of town, I'm Mm -hmm. sick, uh, something happens, you know, emergencies happen. Right. I know that I can say, hey, here's my lesson. I need you to teach this Sunday yeah. or what if the case is I didn't get my lesson or I couldn't get to my lesson to send it to you you're gonna have to teach yeah. no one's running around like a chicken with his head off um, it's the most rewarding feeling to know that you're out of town and nothing skips a beat yeah. that is the most rewarding feeling and a lot of times I, I even feel like leaders we get in our headspace sometimes mm. where if I'm not there, the ship's going to sink. That's good. Um, and that's wrong. Yeah, that is, is the worst thing you could yeah, ever think of. I want to get to the point where they could run this more su- successfully without me here. Yeah. Um, I want my ministry to be in that point. I don't want it to be like, well, where's Ray? He, where's his leadership and where's his direction? That's fine if that's my position right now to do that. Yeah. But I want this to be to the point where there's other people grabbing the reins and leading this, mm-hmm. and being as passionate about it as you are, because yeah. um, that's the sign of a great leader, yeah. is letting others take charge when it's not necessarily when you don't necessarily have to. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a time and place for leadership, and there's a time and place for your leadership to be there. And making decisions that are difficult right. and being, you know, the person to make sure that everything is in line. But like I said, there's so many times that I've had to be, I'm gone on vacation because, you know, believe it or not, we need vacations. Absolutely. Those <laughs> you know? are and um, there's times I want to go out of town and I know that it's covered. But that's yeah. not the only reason that it's covered is because right now I'm doing the work that's to right. make sure that everybody is equipped to take care of what needs to be taken care of. And I don't even have to call. That's fantastic. You know, that's like if I get called into work for an emergency and have to work on an emergency weekend, which has happened in the last year, you know, I, I got sick, I got hurt, I couldn't go into work. I had to make sure that I was working enough hours because I had to take off time for, um, I can't remember the last thing we were doing. We were doing something where I had to take off time. Oh, it's kids' revival. I needed time for kids' revival to take off. Yeah. For to take uh, Brother Russell to and from the airport. 
So I was like, I'm going to take the days off so that way we get everything squared away. Well, I knew I couldn't use my time off, so I had to work. I had to work that Sunday morning. I didn't yeah. want to, but it, it just was yeah. what it was, you know. Yeah. And um, But knowing that I only had to text them at the end of service and say, hey, how did it go? I didn't have to text anybody and ask them, make sure you're doing this, make sure this is done. You know, because I know it's taken care of because... That's huge. Taking that preparation to equip all of my staff with the ability to take ownership of it Man, and huge. just run with it. You know, that that reminds me when I, when uh, a couple of weeks ago when Pastor was on vacation, you know, we were a skeleton crew. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Travis texted me about that. And, and I did send a text uh-huh. just to let everybody know. Yeah. And it was seamless. Mm-hmm. My mind, you know, I think I was playing the drums. I play the drums like once a year, okay? Mm-hmm. But my mind wasn't, it was somewhat outside because that's just me. I'm passionate about it. But it wasn't, oh, I wonder who's teaching. I hope they're teaching right. I hope the Sundays, mm-hmm. how's this? I wasn't worried about it because yeah. we have prepared well. We have made it, made sure that we didn't come to the game unprepared mm-hmm. because we don't know what we're going to face. We don't know who's showing up. Yeah. We know... If these kids show up, here's what we got to do. You know, if if this kid shows up, hey, you better be prepared. He's gonna be a riot in your class, or, mm-hmm. or you're gonna have to have extra help with extra hands on this one. And yeah. um, sometimes the lessons that way. How many staff are you guys running on the, uh, for your kids? So kids on total is five. Okay, you're about right in the same boat as we are. So we have we have three teachers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have. Actually, we have six if we count our bus driver, too. I should count him, too. We love you, Brother Ron, if you listen to this. Um, but um, Sister Aaron um, runs bus for Travis. Um, he's all over the place, but he is over that. Um, and then my wife and my mother-in-law. And, um, that's, yeah, we're about six. You know, yeah. so it, when I'm gone, it's... You know you're absent, yeah. but here's 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 a here's another point to this. If you're well prepared, my absence was felt, but it I mean it wasn't ignored, mm-hmm. but it wasn't felt. It wasn't like a tsunami hit children's ministry. Yeah, Brother Pierce isn't here. What are we gonna do? And it they still didn't freak was running, out. and there was nobody no... ran, and and there mm-hmm. wasn't chaos. It was here we go. Yeah, and it was fab. I mean the news I got was like, hey, we're doing great, and this is fun, mm-hmm. and they loved it, and it was a move of God, and yeah. End of the day, mm-hmm. I'm happy. And I think maybe some leaders are afraid of that. Yeah. They're like, well, they're going to do fine without me. Well, Too much ownership. What are that. they going to do now? Yeah. They're going to kick me out? Like, no, like, they're not going to kick you out. <laughs> you that means fired. you're doing a good yeah. job as a leader and making sure that everybody is taking care of everything. You know, there's been times where I've had to run out the room for an emergency. Yep. That's That a kid is acting up or something's yeah. above the line where anybody and the back isn't able to control it, so I have to step in and then make that leadership decision with that kid mm-hmm. of whether or not he's staying in or staying out or we're taking him outside because it's a distraction, whatever the issue is. And then that was a moment, too, that I just – I was beyond proud of the team because I went out. It was an emergency situation. I had to drop what I was doing. I looked at Selena. I said, take over, and I walked out. I didn't even tell her what it was. And then they just kept it rolling. Yeah. So when I got back in, they were ready for me to teach. Yeah, that's a but beautiful you, thing. But you know, it was like it's that it's that. Commu- I think it's a few things. I think it's one, it's communication, right? 
pre, um, prior to your services, mm -hmm. prior to any of your events that you do, that communication needs to be set. If in the case of an emergency, this is what we need to do. Right. I think if you don't set yourself up for that, then you won't have the ability to flow like that. Yeah. Um, we use a number. We use a number of different things for setting up schedules for our services, so we know what's next. We can move things right. back and forth. Uh, we use PCO, mm -hmm. um, Planet Center Online, okay. for our kids' yeah. church. Um, I took that idea from somebody that a friend of mine was telling me that we had PCO forever, but then I never thought about using it for kids' church. Oh wow! And so now we use it for kids' church, and everybody's on schedule. They know what they need to do before it even happens. Yeah, we have planning center. Um, but we did. Uh, we used to do um, Google Docs, okay. and we used to change that up. So Google Docs, you can yeah, that you way, share you, it to everybody. You can share it with yeah. everybody if you don't have PCO. Um, and that way everybody's on board and they know what's going on for the day. But I think that's, that. like I said, communication of, of planning on what to do in an emergency situ situation and then training people yes. in the event of emergency situation. So like Sunday that a skeleton crew and you got to step out, you know that you've trained everybody throughout the year for this particular time where you're not going to be in there. Yeah. And I think that's, those are big things that will set you up for emergency situations and things that are out of our control and we just got to take care of. I think it's the communication. It's, it's really these small things are actually big things that you just said. Mm -hmm. they're, they're, but we just don't like doing them because yeah. they take time to sit down and mm -hmm. either meet with my team or I got to write a text mm -hmm. or I got to, you know, fill out this Google document. Yeah. You know, it's going to take me time and, you know, if oh, I don't do all that. No, <laughs> I no, delegate I all. Right. I, but that's the thing. So you got to delegate. Right. You got to delegate these responsibilities because if not, you're not going to be able to do it. I'm going to be exactly. I'm going to be straight out honest with everybody, and my team will probably be laughing as they're listening to this. I am the worst at making sure that I need to get every single thing done. Mm -hmm. Because I know my limitations. Yeah. I know what I'm. I know what I'm bad at. And I know what I'm good at. Mm -hmm. I'm good at ideas. I'm good at uh, creative things. And I'm good at, you know, being the person that needs to be up front sometimes, you know. Um, I know my strong points, but I know that I'm bad at, at scheduling. I know that I'm bad at making sure I'm reminding everybody. And, and I delegate as much of that stuff as I can because I know if I try to take care of it, yeah. I'm going to fail at this. And it's not going to be the way. So I have one person planner do planning center for us. Mm -hmm. They do planning center for the entire team. They're, they're excellent at it. I'm not. Yeah. So I delegate that. I have one person taking notes during meetings because I will not even think about taking notes. <laughs> I, there's been so many times I, did, I wouldn't even think. I'm like, oh, man, we should have took notes. And then someone's like, oh, yeah, I've already did it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I know, I know my limitations and I know my 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 faults and I know what I'm bad at so that's why I all that stuff that needs to be done it's all split up among six or seven people yeah you know at one time it was probably about five people mm -hmm. you know but despite you know like we're in the same boat as far as you know our kids numbers are a little bit different but you know what I mean like sure. staffing wise we're still yeah we're short we're all short staffed right. I mean according to the state of California law we're, we're we're in the danger zone as We're far as race, kid to kid to adult <laughs> ratio, but right. um, you know. But we're like I said, I'm not 
doing all these things, mm -hmm. but I am making sure they're being done. So I can remember once a month, hey, I haven't got my notification for this. Text so-and-so and say, hey, did you happen to send out the PCO calendar? Oh, I'm doing it right now. Okay, awesome, thank you. Yep. You know, But like I said, like I can remember that, but I know I can't remember to right. schedule that's everybody. That, for that's that. that constant communication. Mm -hmm. And uh, that, that, that's huge because you have, as a leader, you have to understand your weaknesses. Mm -hmm. And that's what the team is all about. Yeah. You know, uh, what we're talking about is, you know, Sunday school on the go is mm -hmm. a lot of times it's not that Sunday school on the go is unprepared Sunday school. Mm -hmm. It's that it's been prepared that the whole team is together. Yeah. They're on the same page. And if that small text goes, hey, you're decorating this for this next month, mm -hmm. you know, or we're having, a, you know, here, what, make sure your ideas are ready or yeah. you're getting the whole team together. Yeah. And I don't even know, like, for you guys, if this is even an issue, but there's some people on the team, I won't see them till Sunday. Oh, yeah. You know, they'll, we'll be at church together. Yeah. But so-and-so sits on the other side of the room, and I'm over here, and as soon as service is over, I got to go to a meeting, or I got to run and do this, and or they got to go. They got kids to take care of, and yep. there's, there's times in passing we don't communicate. Yeah. So even bringing up, hey, we got to decorate, or well, so-and-so, like... That might not be even possible nope. with just a simple interaction face-to-face. -face. So that's why, like, text message, we have a Kids Church text messaging group um, that we send all of our text messages to. They're loaded with memes, and they're loaded with sure. gifts of just, Absolutely. you know, all kinds of nonsense. I'll be like, hey, we got a meeting this Monday, and everybody sends a rolling eye gif or something like that, you know? Um, or we have an Instagram thing where we'll send out ideas. Yeah. You know, but there's always that form of communication with everybody because... The worst thing to do is for someone to say, I don't, I didn't know. Yeah. Or it, it's been used as an excuse. So we make sure that we have a way for everybody to know. And, you know, I hate group messages. Yeah. I hate being in them. I do too. But, but it's 21st century. 21st century and it's the easiest way to connect with everybody. And, you know, for me, I, and my team will probably be laughing if they listen to this, but I am the worst person to get a hold of. Mm -hmm. because I'm in a hospital setting. I can vouch for that. You know, I, I'm in the hospital setting. My phone is in a locker. I don't see oh, my yeah. phone until lunch. And I don't even want to look at my phone at lunch because I've been looking then, yeah. at a screen all day. Yeah. But I have to remind myself I'm a leader. I'm over this. This mm -hmm. is, you know, and all it'll get done later comes to my mind. And it's, it does. It, it, it does get done later. But, mm -hmm. you know, there, there has to be effort made. Yeah. And... Um, a lot of this comes just preparing your people for children's um, church, preparing them to be leaders so that we don't have to um, run into issues with um, miscommunication. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I think that's extremely vital for any team. Like you said, we're on the go. We don't have a place where we can just meet and hang out at and everything's right it's like owning a business without an office right you know um and a lot of times even with my team uh, we had to kind of put this on pause just because of our the way our summer has been at the church mm -hmm. um we've had monday events every monday so with summer dying down um and we're going into the fall season we're going to kick back up our monday night meetings so right. a few ways that we did this was uh we'd skype in Skype or Google yeah. Hangouts, 
um and then just everybody's online and you just see the top of their nose and up you know because everybody's like laying in bed or something like that uh one, one lady one lady was she was she was talking she's like sorry guys i'm in the closet right now because her kids were like all everywhere so she went in the closet and she was uh skyping us and we just thought it was hilarious um but we actually changed it because i i felt this this is really something that we needed is that we were going to come down to here at the church every monday about nine o'clock yeah which works for most but not everybody right you know the other ones that it doesn't work for they can skype in Mm -hmm. um but we were going to take the time of nine o'clock half an hour prayer for the ministry for our kids and then the other half an hour was going to be the meeting that we had to talk about the week talk about what's coming up um so that was you know that was one way we made sure that we stay connected um especially with me being on the bus it's a lot more difficult because i'm not able to stay at the church yeah you know i'm as soon as we're done here i'm running and jumping on that bus and i by the time i come back there's only one or two people left because everything's done. Everybody's not, scattered. Doing not something a, I'm not expecting everybody to stay here till I get back, you know. Um, but, you know, that's what we're doing as far as staying connected with each other to make sure that... that you got to stay connected. Mm-hmm. Um, something I remind our team of, and this, is, this is, goes along with being connected, is it's not so much about the position right like okay I'm children's ministry pastor great mm-hmm. there's a big responsibility to that yeah but we have to look beyond that and when those communications happen it's hey this is about the organization um, this is about the overall chain uh, vision right mm-hmm. um, of not just you know whether it's Hope Center or Second Chance or wherever you're at, mm-hmm. it's this is the kingdom mindset. Yeah. Right? This is what we're, you know, this is a plug for kingdom minded podcast here, <laughs> but it's a kingdom mindset. Mm-hmm. You have to think this meeting isn't just, you know, Pastor Harping or, you know, Raymond Harping or Jonathan Harping on, hey, here's what we're doing. And, you know, it's, Hey, this connection so that Sunday goes off without a hitch. Mm-hmm. And when you're prepared, this is this is where I always go to is you're prepared to allow the spirit to move fluidly. Oh yeah. And communication and connect staying connected allows you to if something crazy goes happen, who cares? Yeah. We know it's you're do. ready to go. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's the emergency team is here. We're, you we're, know. It's like in a way you're like pushing you're you're preparing think of it like a brush fire yeah you know like you're clearing out all that brush first all that fleshly stuff Mm -hmm. that organization that the the scheduling the you know the the understanding of what we're doing that's all clearing that brush so when that fire comes we're ready you know like we've we've done all this pre-work so on sunday we're just waiting for the holy ghost to move that's good that's all we're doing yep we're not um we're not stressing out about who's bringing snacks today and um you know well you know what are we doing for this game or what are we doing for this bible verse and oh you know when he's teaching what do i need to be doing kind of thing you know what i mean like i like that you're you're preparing all of that stuff all that earthly stuff 
so the spiritual can take over. Uh, I've been known to, been said to be known to have a story for everything. <laughs> so I'm not going to let anybody down that's listening. <laughs> Let's hear it. But you brought out a very crucial point mm-hmm. in the preparing, right? There's a, um, we had the, um, the Idlewild fire, I think it was 2003 or 2006, somewhere in that mm-hmm. area. Um, burns all the way down to DeVore in our area. We have huge mountain ranges here. Yeah. If you don't know anything about California, we're surrounded by mountain ranges and we have our own fire season. Yeah. So at the completion of this fire, mm-hmm. they do their rounds and there's one house standing and they go to the owner and they said, hey, what's going on with, how in the world are you the only house that stood, this fire surrounded you? Mm-hmm. And he said, I prepared for this fire 40 years ago. Wow. I cleared all the brush as I was told to go this far out and this far out so that when the fire came, I was safe. Yeah. And that's what Sunday school ministry is. The fire is coming. Mm-hmm. We're expecting it to come. And, you know, the Holy Ghost is going to move. That's the whole game plan here. Right? Yeah. But if you're not prepared for those distractions, you're not prepared that the song may go off a little <laughs> bit or you yeah. know or your uh your sound system don't sound right or it mm-hmm. just doesn't the kids you forget the motions you you just have fun with it and let the holy ghost do its thing right yeah, yeah. if you're not preparing you're going to get burned down yeah you know you're going to melt mm-hmm. and that's that's a great point you have to stay connected with your whole team in communication that you know these decorations or this song practiced isn't just to get them, you know, excited for just a few minutes and send them home. Yeah. This is a motive that we have. We're moving through Sunday school in a small space or in a duplicate place or Mm -hmm. wherever we're at. Yeah. It's all all guiding us. It's all part of the plan. It's all part of the, the, the direction that we're going in to get, you know, and it's so vital to that, that, you know, um, every children's minister I've ever talked to, they're all saying the same thing. Preparing and preparing and preparing for that altar call. Yeah, that's that's my point where I want to get them to, and exactly. that's what I'm working so hard for. Six days a week, mm-hmm. we're preparing for thirty minutes to an hour, or however long your Sunday school is. Mm-hmm. Anywhere between there, all of these hours, you know, firefighters prepare for months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when there's here. no fire. Yeah, especially because, here. you know, especially here. Yeah, right. There's I mean, so many, there's there's so many avenues that the fire could go down, and and that's, and that's the. Let me let me go off at this point real quick. Mm-hmm. Nobody specializes in small church. Mm-hmm. Nobody specializes in, well, how can I say this? Um, basically, church on the go. Yeah. Right, because there is preparation in that, but it just happens whenever you're prepared. I don't know how to say it any better. It just, mm-hmm. when you're prepared, you're not specializing to say, hey, you know, we have small space, we have a small group, we have small mm-hmm. children's attendance, you know, we're just gonna have a craft and a song and we're gonna leave. Mm-hmm. Nobody does that. Not, I mean, not in our ranks, at least that <laughs> yeah. I know of. You're preparing because you may have a busload like we just had of 18 kids that just outnumbered our church kids. Mm-hmm. Well, if I hadn't prepared for that weeks in advance, 
my Sunday school would have flopped. Those kids wouldn't have come back. Yeah, because there's no, there's nothing keeping them. That's right. Um, and I even think this is important for people who are at that spot where they're like, I'm tired of doing a craft, a song, and a snack, mm-hmm. and calling it a day. And I feel that there's so much more we could be doing. Yeah. These are the things that you want to start preparing. Yeah. Um, you know, because once, <coughs> excuse me, once you start getting kids, you know, this is the thing about church kids. They're going to come no matter what. Yeah. Their parents are coming to church. They're coming. The, their mom's going to drag them to church whether they like it or not. Yep. Thank God for that. Yeah. You know, but there's kids from our buses that are a part of our church. But there is nothing keeping them. Nothing there is nobody twisting their arm Mm-mm. to make sure that they're here at the house of God. So what are we doing? You know, and it's that preparation. Yeah. It's all that work that we're doing. You know, it's coming down early to set up. It's coming the day before to set up whatever your mm-hmm. case is to make sure that you're giving the best so that they That's come right. back. And then, and more importantly, for your kids in your church. Yeah. That they grow up and say, I had the best kids church when I was younger. Yeah. I remember, you know, there's so many stories I hear of people talking about their Sunday school or kids church services when they were younger and that they were put on by phenomenal people. Yeah. That they did that work yeah. and they remembered that. And that's what I want. I want those kids because we're not just the kids in the on the bus. That we're, we're changing, you know, God is changing their lives too. But the kids in our church are being grounded and yeah. saying, I, oh, I remember getting the Holy Ghost as a kid. Absolutely. You know, and that's the thing that I want to make sure that I'm doing is that, you know, these kids are growing up and saying, oh, I got I got the Holy Ghost in kids' church or I got yeah. the Holy Ghost in kids' revival. You know, I remember that as a young boy and I didn't wait till I was a teenager or, you know, and it was essentially my Sunday school teacher didn't wait till I was a teenager. Exactly. They let, they pushed me to get it now, you know. I think that's, that's, for, that's, um, I'm, I'm a product of, of mm-hmm. kids' church. I got the Holy Ghost in kids' church. Yeah. You know, I, I think that was a, a crucial point of my grooming as a, becoming a Sunday school teacher and a, a leader in children's ministry. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, and here's something else is my teacher, they didn't, I mean, they did the best they could with what they had. Yeah. And my teacher didn't um, count the kids, although that is important because you can mm-hmm. max out your space and not tell anybody you need more space um and just fyi for every leader your pastor loves to hear that your sunday school is growing yeah so push it tell Mm. them hey here's where we're at but my the point i was making is my teacher made every kid count yeah she made them feel like you're the biggest thing in this sunday school room Mm -hmm. and i want you to be involved at the max yeah and when she did that it was like I want to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. Made you, you know? feel welcome. I wanted, and and the 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 result, or, or I guess the fruits of that was, she was grooming not just, uh, or she wasn't just getting kids, you know, filled with the Holy Ghost, but she was grooming us for future uh, ministries mm-hmm. that we didn't know we'd ever be a part of. I mean, you could ask me at eight years old yeah. when I got the Holy Ghost. Hey, you're going to be a children's pastor. You know, I farthest thing from my mind. Yeah. You know, that's not my direction. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't my direction at 21 or 23 or 25. Yeah. But there was that installation in me that was brought on from a teacher that was prepared to get kids to a point where they could feel God, feel his presence, and feel like they were 
you know, um, eligible to be used of God. Yeah. Because there's even our bus kids. We have a bus kid that's been coming for some time, and it's actually her her bus um, her bus mobile or the mobile home park she lives in mm-hmm. that we just did an outreach in. Yeah. And I asked her just the other day, "What do you want to do?" She says, "I want to be a bus captain." Mm-hmm. Well, and someone would say, "Well, did you not have the Holy Ghost?" And then I was like, "You know what? You're my new bus captain. Yeah. On your mobile home park, you are a new bus captain. Mm-hmm. I want I want to see kids come. I want to see you know." And and there was this now ownership that she got like, "Wow, I can't miss Sunday school because if I miss Sunday school, mm-hmm. and there's kids from my route that come, they're gonna wonder where I'm at. Yeah, this is a girl that have Holy Ghost." But there was this ownership, making her count. And now, you know, I have to count the kids. I yeah. need enough chairs. Yeah. You know, I need enough, you know, activities. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever it is that we're doing, we have to count them. Numbers, numbers aren't bad. I, don't, no. I think that it's like anything else. If you let that be the only driving factor, yeah. then that's when it's wrong. Yeah. But numbers are great to show your growth, to show your trends. James Wang will sit here and talk your ear Absolutely. off about numbers because it's it's vital. It's vital. But it's not the most important thing. Yeah. But I think we all have an understanding of that. But I just, you know, somebody's like, well, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm not sure if I'm comfortable with counting kids every Sunday. No, it's good to know how yeah. many kids you have. It's good to know if you're working enough, too. And that's the, the, the driving point for me was when I started, it was all church kids. Mm-hmm. Their parents came. They were coming. I was teaching them. Yeah. And when we stepped out beyond ourselves and started really reaching the community, mm-hmm. when I got the report that we had more kids from our community that their parents weren't there, yeah, I was like, wow. Well, that comes from knowing your numbers. Mm-hmm. It's vital. We all know that. Yeah. But you have to understand that um, I think leaders need to understand that if you don't make those kids count, your numbers will never – I mean – if you're just worried about the numbers and you're not making those kids count, it's never going to matter. Yeah. You're never going to have a thriving Sunday school mm-hmm. because you're looking at 20 kids, whatever number you have right now. Um, you're looking at 20, 40, 60, whatever kids, and you're trying to get to 70, and every Sunday you count 69. Mm-hmm. But then the next week you may have 68. Yeah. And what happens is you're going to be frustrated. You're going to look around. You're going to see your small space. Mm-hmm. You're going to blame it on your on the space area. You're going to blame it on maybe not having enough team members. Yeah. All kinds of varied excuses, right? Mm-hmm. And we all get in that mode sometimes, but it comes from us looking at, at the wrong direction. You know, uh, man, I've only got so many kids. I can't have big kids church. Yeah. You know, we can. Mm-hmm. You know, we had 44 kids. You know, and on some people's scale, that's a little kid's church. Yeah. You know, but on our scale, it was like, dude, we were having revival. We had a mom in our class. Mm-hmm. You know, she never made it to church, but she made it to our Sunday school class. Hey. That's a revival. Yeah. You know, and, and if you can get that in your Sunday school rooms where kids feel like they can bring their moms, kids feel like they can bring, you know, whoever it is, their, their big sister or whatever, and... You know, in fact, the Sunday school team asked me, hey, how do you feel with her mom coming to school? Great. Let me preach. Let me teach. Let me, yeah. you know. And this mom was touched. This mom was, mm-hmm. she wants to come back. She wants her kids here. Yeah. You if know? the mom ain't able to get the, the revelation of what you're trying to teach, then you're probably not doing it right. Yeah. 
Because if the mom's and the adult's yeah. not getting it, then the kids are not going to get it. Right. You know, um, we have that all the time. We have adults or or some teens they won't let their parents won't let them separate from their from their younger Great. sister. Or they don't want to just leave their kids. Hey, man, yeah. God bless Great. those parents. Yeah, we God want parents them. like that. You know, because a lot of times they'll just drop them off and say, "All right." You know? And that's taking your Sunday school feeling like I'm just teaching kids to hey, we're just we're reaching the community. Mm-hmm. You know, when I told Pastor, we had a mom in our Sunday school class, never made to hear him preach. Mm-hmm. That put responsibility on me to go, hey, I'm not teaching a small classroom. I'm teaching the community now. Yeah. And that's way bigger than me. Mm-hmm. That's way bigger than anything I can ever do with this set of four walls. Mm-hmm. You know, now I'm reaching way out. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of the the problems that people are having is dual purpose rooms and I think dual purpose rooms is probably the biggest issue that a lot of us are having um, it like particularly here at our church is we share this room this our kids church room is our family center where we have you know dinners here we have classes here we have meetings in here we have practices in here um this room does everything it's that one room everybody has oh most people have that room at their church right um or you're sharing a sanctuary you you guys shared a sanctuary (laughs) um that's a big thing Mm -hmm. um you know because you have to obviously have your sunday school done before the service starts yep um Ours is simultaneous with the service, but we have to have everything taken down and set back up, you know, for that Sunday. Um, because, you know, Friday night we had youth service in this room. Yep. And the youth team does a phenomenal job of making this not look like that room. Um, just like how we do, we do our very best to make sure that this room does not seem like the room we have dinner in. Yeah. You know, um, and I think a lot of that has to do with stuff that we've learned. Um, a lot of it's been trial and error. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's a given in any, you know, you have to try or you're yeah. going to. And you have to, I think this is the, the mindset I always try to have is I want to be mindful of other people using this room. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be territorial of this room. Now we have some decorations that we leave up mm-hmm. that we're allowed to leave up. Yeah. But I didn't do that without getting clearance first. Sure. You know, in a sanctuary, probably not going to be able to do that. Nope. You know, you set up, you tear down. Yep. Everything has to look like you were never there. You know? <laughs> it's kind of like going out and camping. Yeah. Leave no trace. Yeah, leave no trace. Leave Make no sure trace. it looks like you were never here. Yeah. But like ours, we decorate the walls, and the walls can be moved so it doesn't look like we have kids church in here. Yeah. Um, but... A lot of the stuff is like, you know, like I said, I want to make sure that I'm being mindful of other ministries. So I know every first Sunday of the month we have a meeting in this room for all the leaders. Mm-hmm. So I have to make sure that this room is no trace of kitchens in here, aside from what's left on the walls that I'm allowed to leave on there. Yeah. Um, everything has to be picked up. The floors have to be vacuumed. The ceiling has to be put back because we have lighting up there. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything. Everything. Everything has to be put away. I have to leave it to look like there was nobody ever in this room, and it's clean. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's a lot of work. It's a ton of work. Now, were you guys setting up the night before, or were you setting up 
the day of? Um, when we were in the sanctuary, we set up the night before. Okay. And then we kind of switched up a little bit, and we would show up a little bit earlier mm -hmm. and set up. But usually, if it was a big setup, we were there the night before. Yeah. Um, it was easier just to you didn't have to get there so early. It was, mm -hmm. you know, it was a, I think it was actually really James Wayne. I was there a few months ago. <clears throat> And he was saying something, he's like, dude, it's a headache. And I looked at him, I said, if it's a headache for your church, it's a migraine <laughs> for my church. Yeah. You know, it's, there's three people, five people at max that are going to be setting up this whole thing. Yeah. And tearing it down. Mm -hmm. And, I'm, you know, I'm looking around and I'm watching them do this, uh, their VBS and I watched them do everything. It was fantastic seeing all this work going on. And mm -hmm. but I had to step back and say, you know what? At this volume, this is still a headache. Oh yeah. Oh, because yeah. there still has to be this preparation. Yeah. You know, and there still has to be this teardown, and there still has to be this, like you said, make sure it looks clean. Um, yeah, we set up usually Sun Saturday night. Mm -hmm. um, if it was around 5.36 or whatever, just let's go down. Let's spend an hour setting up. Or if it was super easy, it might take us 30 minutes. Yeah. Because <clears throat> all the hard work was done before. Yeah. There are some sets that we would have to do. Is Normally, we show up about an hour before service mm -hmm. starts. Um, with the stuff that we have, once we get it. So, like, the new theme stuff that we create is done the Saturday before. Yes. So we are able to build everything. We kind of get an estimate of how long it's going to take certain things to get done. Um, so we usually set up just the day of. Mm -hmm. I usually show up here about 8, 8.30 for a 10 o'clock service. Yeah. But the thing is, is because I have to be on a bus route at 9 o'clock or about 9.15. So I have to come here earlier just, A, for I do that because I show my team that I'm here before them that way. Yeah. They know I'm working. And B is I want to make sure everything's done. Yeah. Um, so we'll come here about then. But if it's something extremely complex, like a set, then we'll come down the Saturday before and set up really quick. Yeah. Or set up half of it and then finish it up on Sunday. Yeah. When we were outside, we didn't set up the night before. Mm -hmm. We didn't want our stuff stolen. Yeah. <laughs> but we would always come early to set up. Mm -hmm. And um, actually about that. It is a different dynamic being outside. Oh yeah, because it's so, it's somewhat similar to what you're doing. Is you cannot leave a trace mm -hmm. of where you were at. Yeah, because it's a parking lot or it's a deck on a building or it's outside on the patio or in the conference room, wherever you're at, right? And you're lugging this stuff from your house or from the garage or you know wherever your bin is at the church. And you're setting all this up really quick, right? But when you're outside, it's a totally different dynamic. And I have to applaud my team because they would create stuff in the backdrop, you know, photo backdrop, something, stuff that went up really fast and came down really easy, mm -hmm. but it looked dynamic. Yeah. But it's still, there was still this huge amount of preparation. Mm -hmm. And I was always shocked, like, how well the kids responded. Yeah. Because in my mindset, it's like, this is not really what I want, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah, you have to, you know, if you can even get, we even have people that are now, not even teachers, have nothing else to do with Sunday school other than 
when we were outside, they would set up, mm -hmm. set up the chair, set up the backdrop, set up the sound system. Yeah. Just that was huge because I'm in a meeting, you know, or I'm, I just, I can't be there or I'm there at seven thirty, eight o'clock just to get that done. I'm wore out, mm -hmm. you know, and you're setting 40, 50 chairs out. You get tired, you know, I'm, I'm as you king. guys know, I'm the king of set of chairs. Up, man. <laughs> oh man. You, you give me a room and I could set that. <laughs> chairs up and tear them down in about half an hour we need a video podcast oh now. man <laughs> i tell you i grab four at a time too i got four of these life what are the life lifetime yeah, we got the same chairs. yeah lifetime chairs yeah. Man, you somebody <laughs> said you're not doing ministry right if you don't know how to set up chairs that's how i could tell if, if someone's ready to be called to ministry that's right yeah. how are you setting up those chairs are they straight yeah are they straight <laughs> But I, no, and I'm not. I'm, I'm joking around about being the king of it. But I'm just saying, like, I've gotten really good at chairs because we have to set them up, tear them down, set them up, tear them down. Tables, I can kick up six tables easily, yeah. no sure. problem. Especially these skinny ones that we have; those ones go up real quick. Yeah, it was amazing this Sunday when I walked in Sunday school. All the chairs were up because our room was done. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't love <laughs> one chair, one table. It was amazing. See, that's that's where I, I'm praying that. Because we're sharing this room with the church. Yeah. Um, it's not, this room isn't used all the time, but it's used enough to where we can't leave anything up. Yeah. Um, we're, we're working on paying off this main building first, and then we're going to build our educational center across the way. Mm -hmm. And that will be our fixed room. We don't so have to awesome. tear anything down. We don't have to do anything with it. Yeah. That's, that's going to be beautiful. I'm excited for something like that. Or if it got to the point where we just had to set up chairs. Yeah. Whatever. And that's where we're going to be. And mm -hmm. eventually we'll have to set up and tear down the chairs because mm -hmm. it's a multi-purpose room. But yeah. as far as decorations, it can stay. it's pretty much going to stay. Yeah. Uh, we have a black curtain that's actually going to cover our mm -hmm. backdrops. That's So what I want is walls, retracting walls. Yes. That I can lock stuff in there yep. and not be yep. touched. Uh, we used to have that back in our old, old commercial building. Oh, yeah. um, we had a, a separate commercial building unit down from the main church. Um, and everything was set up there and, and it was locked away and you didn't have to worry about it. Yeah. Um, obviously, we moved here, bigger building for the church, but we got the smaller room. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like <sighs> things to like set up, like we use a lot of cardboard because it's easy. It's cheap. Um, it's usually it's, free. It's cheap. It's always free for us because I get it from my work. <laughs> right. Um, and it's easy to paint. It stays. Uh, we. It's pretty sturdy. Um, we've learned. We are like we have the the tapes down to a science. Mm -hmm. You don't use duct tape on cardboard mm -mm. because it heats up and it starts pulling off. Yeah. You use packing tape. Packing tape is the best. Is the best for cardboard. And cardboard has. It's. How do I say this? It's the creativity you can do with it is unlimited. Oh yeah, it's a blank canvas. It's absolutely there, there's you just no need limit. The, you to just it. need to know how big it's going to be, yep. and just be able to draw an outline somewhat. Yeah, and then you paint it up, and you know, it's good to go. And it and it paints really well. It doesn't it doesn't take a couple. It yep. only takes one or two coats at the most, depending right. on what color you're using, yep. um, and what kind of paint you're using. We use, don't use this. is A big tip. Do not use any paint with a gloss. Right. You will be there for at Forever. least a good day for that to dry. At least. And I'm talking about a hot day for that mm -hmm. to dry. And it's sticky. 
use mm -hmm. a matte or a flat paint right. is the best for uh, cardboard. So we did that when we um, did a construction um, type theme. Mm -hmm. I was painting it and I was like, I had what I, using what I had and I was painting on wood, but some of it had, you know, cardboard on it and it was just like, this isn't drying. Mm -hmm. And I can't tell you how many fingerprints was on that, how many times I had to redo that because I was using yeah. gloss. Oh, yeah. Please use matte, it, and it goes a long way. Yeah. It does. It you stretches just, a lot more. One too. coat, maybe two coat, you're done. Don't use spray paint unless you absolutely have yeah. to. Roll paint. Roll is, that paint. Roll paint is the best. It's the cheapest, and you don't use it all, mm -mm. so you save it. Yeah. And if you don't have the storage space for it, obviously, then buy less. Yeah. But, I mean, you if you know somebody with a garage, ask them if yeah. they'll hold it for you. We did our Mount Everest thing. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to buy all the props. It was a little beyond our budget. Mm -hmm. So we went and got cardboard. Mm -hmm. And um, like packing um, paper. Oh, yeah, yeah. Brown packing paper, like craft paper. Mm -hmm. We and buy just, it by the rolls. Yeah, we yeah. bought it. Tons of it. Mm -hmm. And I had, I was like, man, I'm going to need a lot of paint. Mm -hmm. And I got a four-ounce um I think my wife bought me a four ounce, or she had a four ounce um, bottle of white, um, like finger paint. Mm. And I'm like, this isn't going to work. This isn't enough. And it was just the creative mind she had was, let's just put a little here, let's put a little here. Yeah. And I think it's on her. You let the material. It absorbed it, and it mm. looked, there was not that much paint on it. There was less than two ounces on that whole entire mm -hmm. three peak mountain or two peak mountain. I don't remember yeah. how many it was, but. We did a um, we did a Cape Quest theme. Oh yeah. Um, usually refrain from BVS's themes, but yeah, I I liked it so much. I was like, you know, we're gonna do it. So what we did is we knew somebody that worked for the newspaper. Oh, I'm gonna say which cool. one, and they gave us boxes of old newspaper that they were gonna throw out. Mm -hmm. So what we did, well, I learned this the hard way. I we made our own paper mache glue. It's not, mm -hmm. that's not fun mm. because it's a boiling process. It, it's a mess. Buy liquid starch from Walmart. It's like two or three bucks for, it's not a gallon, but it's, it's enough. Mm. That with um, a little bit of flour, I think it is. Mm -hmm. All purpose flour. Just mix it. Oh, wow. Whisk it really quick. Get a whisk it. Anyways, so we just took like tables and chairs and covered them with, um, oh, what are they, like a, uh, you know, painters tarps or whatever okay. and cover the chair so we wouldn't damage them and we just start laying layers of um newspaper over them and we created these rocks and volcano looking rocks and the the ones that hang from the the ceiling yeah. and stuff like that so it was a huge thing we even added we made a wall sized rock one so it, it went in that little room where they would enter in and they would be like walking through a rock and stuff yeah. like that um but like all that stuff, like, it was easy to put away. Mm -hmm. It was easy to set back up. That was probably the most storage room that we've ever used for stuff. But normally cardboard stuff, we can fold it up and just yeah. top, you know, put it away. And the best thing about all this stuff, cardboard, newspapers, when you're done with them, toss yeah. it. Yeah. You know, that's, the, that's probably the thing I don't like the most about being on the go is having to throw a lot of things away. Right. Um, with our storage, we have been able to keep a good amount of stuff, mm -hmm. but 
um, a lot of times I get too much into it and I'm like, oh, we're going to keep it. And then we don't use it for yeah. two years. And so we end up throwing it away anyways. But, um, but some stuff we have kept in like pallets. We keep pallets. Absolutely. Um, don't buy the blue ones. Yeah. They're sturdy. They're beautiful. But they are heavy. And they are not fun to move around. Uh-uh. So just a word to the wise. I just hung pallets. I know. Yeah. You got the blue ones? No. No. Uh, no. Fortunately, uh, Travis has made it easy on me. Yeah. But the blue ones, they're beautiful. Yeah. But they're heavy. Yeah. You're, that's not something I have. I'm, it's me and one other younger guy and a bunch of ladies. Yeah. It's definitely not a one-man job. No. We did do one theme one year with pallets. We did a boxing match. Mm-hmm. And we made a giant boxing ring in the middle of our kids' church. Um, it took four pallets. And what we did is four pallets, and so they were easy to set up and tear down. Right. Every Sunday, except for the two that were blue. <laughs> <laughs> but we had those set up, and that was our, our ring. And we took PVC pipes, mm-hmm. put them on the ends, and drilled holes in the four corners. And then we took um, red and blue streamers oh, and went awesome. around it. Like a boxing ring. It's like a boxing ring. Yeah. So that was our that was our boxing ring. Yeah. It was boys versus girls, and you know it was a fun thing that we did. But um, that's probably one of our favorite things. But it was easy to set up and tear down, so that we wouldn't leave any trace that we were in here. I think one of the last things I would say, as far as making the environment or bringing the kids out of the small space into it, a great environment. Mm-hmm. All these materials, newspaper, cardboard. Uh, pallets super useful mm-hmm. uh, they have a myriad different ways you can use them yeah um, and you know I would say to anybody that is out there that's like kind of stuck in a rut of you know, what do I do how do I do this um, take ideas from people look you know hook up to you know Pinterest or mm-hmm. other um, uh, churches Sunday school IG accounts or Facebook accounts yeah, and just start, you know, probing, ask, Hey, how did you build that? How did you do oh, this? Yeah. Or, you know, or if you're a creative mind, you know, just start doing those things. Start trying to mimic it, put it in your backyard, do mm-hmm. something, you know, take it home with you and, and yeah. be creative with it. You know, um, I did an object lesson the, uh, this Sunday and I have so many ideas that I'm like, man, I wonder what other liquids I can use or what, you mm-hmm. know, well that takes, me back to opening my mind and these kids may think oh i've seen this before yeah but when it comes out again it's well i went back and i looked at different materials mm-hmm. i'm just not stuck with you know eight and a half by 11 sheets of paper cutouts for these kids to do something or you know or you know poster board or anything like that mm-hmm. there's huge materials you can get for absolutely free yeah and just be creative we had a this is probably one of the best things i ever we had a fence Mm-hmm. in our house and I rent but I asked the landlord hey you're taking this fence down can I use this fence hmm. and I took the door off the fence and I cut it down <clears throat> and we were doing a cruising with Jesus theme and I cut it down to make it look like a boat hmm. it folded up it stored away you brought it out you unfolded it it looked like a boat Yeah. and I thought my and my wife's like, what are you going to use that for? I said, just watch. And all I did was trace along the door or along that gate mm-hmm. what I wanted the boat look. And I just took a, 
a sawzall or whatever, a skill saw, and just started cutting, you know, away along my marker mm-hmm. line. And I got down. I was like, this is really cool. Yeah. Well, I took all that fence post. It's still in the backyard to be used for whatever purposes I wanted yeah. to use for. You become a cl- you become right. a, <laughs> you become a hoarder. A yeah. Um, we did a boat. Uh, we actually no, it wasn't a boat at first. It was a race car. Mm. Okay. It was plywood. It wasn't plywood. No, it wasn't plywood. It was drywall. Drywall is really nice. Yeah. But you got to be careful with it because if you break it, you break it and it's done. It's done. Um, we did drywall and we made race cars for one of our kids' revivals. I remember that. Yeah, one. huge race cars. Like they were almost life size. Yeah. Um, what I did is I bought sheets of drywall. I bought the thinnest drywall I could find though. Don't get the thick ones because yeah. they're really heavy. <laughs> um, I put it against the wall. I got a projector from the office and I projected the car onto the drywall to fit the size I wanted. And I took a marker and I traced it. That's a great idea. Okay. And then I just took a, well, we didn't have a saza, but I had a handsaw. Sure. For, it was like, it looked like a little shark tooth mm-hmm. knife. And I was just going and for those drywall that don't saw. do Yeah, drywall saw. And I was just cutting at that drywall to get, if you had a saza, it'd be a lot easier, yeah. but we didn't have one. So, but I was just cutting out my outline. And then once it was done, I just took painter's tape and taped the edges of the drywall to keep so it from break. yeah to break. keep it from crumbling because if you don't do that it will crumble mm-hmm. um, on those edges or you'll get that chalk all over the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that and then we painted it, roll painted it. Okay, it's a car now. Yeah. Okay, awesome looking car. Well, we were done with that. I had two cars in the in the storage thing. I didn't need them, so I tossed one of them. But the other one we were doing a pirate theme or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I made a boat out of it. So I yep. same thing. I drew an outline of a boat and cut that out, repainted it. Yeah. Now it's brown. The same stuff in your house. Yeah. Just repainted that's that that Very drywall. Paintable. Now it's a boat, but I ended up getting that same boat and painting um with uh glow in the dark. Paint. Oh, that is so cool. So we used it in our Jonah and the Whale um, theme that we had. So it lit up this whole boat with Jonah and the Whale now. The same thing that we were doing. And the same thing. It was just, it was awesome. So this this drywall that we bought has had multi-purposes for it. Mm-hmm. And it's no longer just one thing. And who knows if we cut that down to make something else. Or just buy another one. A sheet of drywall costs what six bucks? Yeah, maybe ten. Sheet. Yeah, and that's and it's you know, flat, easy to store. Absolutely. You know, these are all things that I will say this: neither me nor Ray are construction guys. We're not carpenters. <laughs> yeah, so definitely not. This is just stuff you try. Mm-hmm. And if you fail, if you have a carpenter in your church and he's part of your Sunday school, you are blessed. Yeah, because there are. There are ways you can create your Sunday school setup that, like I said over and over, these, it's going to make these kids escape from where they're really at mm-hmm. and go into a place that kids are, are visionable. I know my daughter, she's four, and she just she escapes. She's in a room. Nothing's changed. But to mm. her, she's in a forest. Yeah. You know, and to her, she's in a magical wonderland with her princes. You know? yeah. It's however you're portraying this to these kids. And it starts with our mind. Yeah. You know, how can we get these kids to visualize yeah. this? You don't have to spend a ton of money on it. You don't no. have to. It doesn't have to be, you know, quote unquote, Hollywood level. 
Yeah. Sometimes your imagination is the best that you can yeah. give. And as long as you're giving your best towards it, the kids are going to love it. Yeah. You know, and it, even if it's just a piece of cardboard that you cut out in the shape of it, yeah. you didn't paint it or something for whatever reason, you didn't have the money to buy the paint, who knows what it is. Then you know what? Then just use your imagination and don't let that discourage you and just be like, hey, we're in a boat right now. Look at this boat. Because yeah. I tell you what, my niece and my nieces and nephews, they love cardboard. Absolutely. They love when I make boats or when I make a, a you know, they make guns out of them or they sure. make swords out of them. You know, like cut a bunch of cardboard swords out for your kids and say, hey, we're going to act like David that cut off, you know, Goliath's head. Yeah. And these are the swords that we're using. Or, you know, you write on your sword the word of God and then you start using that as an example. You exactly. know what I mean? But like these are things that you're using your imagination for that are creating something bigger and although you may not have a permanent space it's still you still use it to the the maximum ability that you can i had a uh one more point on this i had an uncle that actually worked for hollywood Mm -hmm. and um, he was a backstage filmer and one of the things he told me was it's not so much what we have it's not so much the props he said because most of our props just have a front Mm-hmm. He said, or a very small area that we've made look like a kitchen or yeah. a backyard. He goes, it maybe 200 square feet. Yeah. He said, what it is, it's the actors. It's those that are on that set that make that set what it is. Mm-hmm. And I took that away as a teacher. Like, dude, I have more than 200 square feet. I have a whole entire wall. Yeah. You know, I have to engage these kids on looking on that spot yeah. and getting engaged. And, and when you do, it's so powerful. And you know, you, you've experienced mm-hmm. this. It's, you know, you can have black light, You're good. Um, black lights and, you know, noodle guys up there. And these kids are going crazy. Because it's so fifth dimension or right. like they don't You're know, understand out, it. Their mind is going crazy. But all it was is poster board and, and black marker. Super cheap. They didn't even know it. Maybe you know? it's completely free. Yeah. But it's. Those that are up there preparing themselves for this moment. Yeah. Well, man, I think there's so much more we could get into on this, and I think feel like we could even talk all night about this. Oh, we could. It's a good thing. It's a good problem. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I want to thank you for coming on today's episode and you know just sharing the stuff that you've learned. And I think the biggest thing we can take away from this is that we all tried at some point and we found what worked. Right. There's no, no right or wrong. There's no right or wrong. There's someone might come up with an idea that we would never even think of. And it really comes, it probably comes out of the fact that you were in a situation that we weren't in and you had to come up with a solution. And you may have thought of something that works a hundred times better than we would ever think it was. Mm-hmm. Someone's like, well, you use drywall. Why would you use that? I use this, you know, but like, that's the thing that if we're sharing it, if we're, if we're telling others you know, like I said, we're not constantly saturating, we're releasing it. Yeah. And it, as long as we're sharing these inf- this information, it's going to help. And hopefully this helps somebody listening today that's on the go and that they have to leave no trace behind and they have to, you know, set up and tear down. You know, we want to think of the best way to do it by giving our best. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that's what we're trying to take out of today is that there's no 
there's no ceiling to what we're trying to do here. Absolutely. Um, but thank you again for taking the time. Um, I really appreciate you know Thanks just having me, man. talking and you know it's always a good time and yeah. you know we're gonna have to go get some tacos soon. Absolutely. And, you know, we can't finish go this go do. Time. We'll have to go get some do some revival stuff. You know. <laughs> it is revival. Tacos but um, revival. if you guys get a chance, check them out at Second Chance Kid Zone mm -hmm. um, at their Instagram. Uh, a lot of great things. Um, you know, you can always go to their page to see what they're doing as far as setup and designs on, you know, kitchen. It's not so much on the go now, no. um, but we're still needing kids church on the go. Our, our HC kids with the Z, um, you can still see our stuff. That's, you know, but you can see all of their old stuff that they have that they've done. Um, so thank you guys for listening and remember, stay kingdom minded.